Hey there, I'm Keith Malley. I'm Hemda. We host Keith and the Girl, a podcast that started in March of 2005, going on 17 years. And we're somehow missing you. We talk about news, entertainment, and our and our guests' personal lives. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, like uh, Keith catfished his father for a year, and that's how he found out what makes his daddy's libido jingle. Oh, daddies. Oh, God. All right, well, Hemda had two abortions. Hmm? He probably did, too. All right. Well, uh, Hemda's husband cheated on her. We talked about that. Keith probably did, too. Uh, Keith smoked a banana peel to get high when he was in the army. Uh, Hemda abandoned the Israeli army. Hmm? She said, no, thanks. Keith once smoked crack. He said, yes, thanks. Uh, Hemda's a square, thanks. Keith doesn't know how to swim. Hemda probably did, too. What? Anyway, I don't know. It's Keith and the girl... And we're missing you as a listener. Where you been? Let's catch up. Subscribe for free to Keith and the Girl wherever you get your podcasts. All right, folks. Quick, quick little update here from uh, BetterHelp. Spell out BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Uh, yes, all the time, and I'm looking to get rid of those things. So anyway, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. I'm not sure if you knew that's how it's pronounced, therapist. Anyway, you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. That means that none of your, you know, enemies are going to be able to swatch into the chat breaking into the DMs. Anyway, there's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas, and it's for clients worldwide. Um, You get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with additional therapy. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. So, sounds like guaranteed quality, Uh, and it's more affordable. That's what's very cool about it. So Better H-E-L-P wants you to start living a happier life today. So visit their website, uh, and you can head up to uh, betterhelp.com slash Anders, A-N-D-E-R-S, betterhelp.com slash Anders, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Uh, This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Eric Anders Lang Show listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Anders. Hey, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason, and we have a couple of podcasts. If you you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy, and we have a podcast called Dumb People Town where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now, check out this podcast. Cool. All right. Very cool. Um, so, so um, let's see. Bradford, you go by you go by Bradford, but you go by Brad as well. I do. My, what do you prefer? I don't really have a preference. Teachers and my parents have always called me Bradford. So, uh, my friends call me Brad. You can call me Brad. So I appreciate that. So you know what's funny is I, <laughs> I have the same problem, right? My name's Eric Lang, but my name is also Eric Anders Lang, but I never, the middle name was never really a thing in my life. Yeah, you've branded yourself with the three names. So it's going to be hard to 
go back on that now. Brand, branding is exactly what it is. So it's like some someone who was in PR like a long time ago was like, well, you should always use Anders because it's a way of differentiating yourself. And I was like, okay, yeah, I guess, fine. And I, I took the same approach, um, like choosing a stage name. I'm an actor. So I saw Sterling K. Brown, Michael B. Jordan, and wanted Bradford A. Wilson as my my stage name. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm as good as those guys. I can hold it, my own. It's a beautiful name. Thank you. Shout Brad, out to I, Carla and Daryl Wilson, <laughs> who picked it for me. <laughs> they created all of it. They created the entire reality that is you. One cold winter day in New Jersey. <laughs> Wait, you're from where in New Jersey are you from? Uh, South Jersey. So I was, I was born in Voorhees, raised mostly in Sicklerville, and high school and on uh, a little... <laughs> military dumping ground called Willingboro. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's close to Fort Dix, New Jersey, which was, okay. you know, air, uh, air force base and army base. And they obviously housed, um, active duty on Fort Dix, but the surrounding towns also were in play. And Willingboro was like, that was where all the black families went. So that's where my family was from. I'm also from New Jersey. Um, I never Jersey. knew that. Yeah, North Jersey, Morristown. 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 Yeah, there's two. Morristown is close to me. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a charter school, Morristown Friends. Um, one of my good friends went there actually, Jackie. If you're listening, <laughs> shout um, out Jackie. They have uh, they had a pretty good soccer program, and I played soccer in high school. And anytime Morristown Friends showed up on the the schedule, it was like okay. Let's, um, we're in for a, a gunfight here, <laughs> <laughs> but Morristown, that would like it. People get very offended in oh, yeah. New Jersey. Oh yeah. They're two very different things. Completely different. Um, I, uh, well, anyway, I, I want to dig a lot into this and especially how you got into golf. But first, uh, by way of introduction, Bradford, what, you, you did allude to the fact that you're an actor, but you're more than that. Um, can, can you, can you tell me in an elevator? What, what it is, what are you most excited about? What do you do? Who are you? What, how do you describe yourself? I'll tell you, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> I live in LA. I'm an actor, uh, an aspiring filmmaker, and uh, I really like to play golf and make memes on the internet. <laughs> There's the elevator pitch right there. Memes are key. I, and I'm, I'm obsessed with them. You, you, um, you came across uh, my radar because you made a fascinating video. Um, it was the, 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 the craft was there. It was entertaining. But really, your, your delivery was something that just like it felt fresh. Like it felt like the orange peel had been ripped off and it was just juicy. And I was entertained and I was startled and I was curious and I felt like standing up at the end and clapping. Oh, that's, that is amazing to hear. What, what startled you? <laughs> um, I, I mean, I guess from a craft perspective, there was moments where, you know, you would switch camera positions and turn and look at the camera and say, I'm talking to you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Whoa, and it just it just was fresh and and it kind of um i think it's interesting cuz 
you know, I'm not an actor and I'm not a host. I'm a filmmaker. Um, and in, in a similar way, knowing about both things and, and having experience editing, um, you know, you, you, you sort of are able to run the kitchen, right? And so in some sense, I can see that in your, at least projects that I've seen, it's like to be able to know all of those things to some degree allows you to create maybe, I don't know, maybe a more authentic project or just more personal. I think so too. Um, I have to give credit to my editor extraordinaire, Diogo, who was, uh, who took what we recorded and just completely went in on it. Um, having the experience of being an independent filmmaker, struggling actor in LA, like you're working on independent projects all the time. You're editing your own stuff a lot of the time. So I wanted to put all of that creative energy into this and give golf something it's never seen. And uh, we joked about this before, but gear golf had nothing to do with your gear golf. And I almost feel guilty at this point because it's, it's, it's getting thousands of views and I need people to know it's not the random golf club, dear golf. This is, this is my own spin on it. Um, (laughs) I saw Rick Shields did a dear golf way back when, whenever you guys recorded it and must have stashed that title in the recesses of my mind. And then I was thinking, man, you know what? I, how familiar are you with like drag culture? Uh, th- I, it, on a scale of one to ten, maybe two. Okay, three. So not at all. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> so immediately it, wishing I was more familiar. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've heard of RuPaul? Yes. Okay, fair enough. Uh, that that's all I need. Um, in drag cultures, there's a thing called reading for filth. It's where you you eviscerate your topic reduce it to ash roast like flame uh just just go in on it so golf just so happened to be my subject like i'm like you know what i'm i am sick and tired of what i see in in the golf internet community i'm gonna read it for filth and that's what dear golf was it was like I love you, but here's what you got wrong. And uh, just kind of took everything that I'd been seeing, the trends, the the posts, the captions, the the hate, like all of it just kind of erupted <laughs> and then and turned into to dear golf, turned into what it was. Let's um let's uh can we can we play the audio of that back um over the podcast so those those listening can at least because I, I think it'll function as audio alone as well okay. so i think it'd be nice for everyone to just hear that even if it's just a snippet um let's just throw to that really quick dear golf <laughs> sit your ass down Dear Golf, I love you. I love you more than any game in this world. And it's exactly for that reason why I insist to criticize you. 
Now, if you don't know who said that, then I don't know if this is a golf show for you. 2020 was transformative in a lot of ways, but specifically with regards to race and racism. And if you're someone who has not transformed in the area of race or racism, or at least expanded your knowledge about where you are in that spectrum, I don't think I wanna know you either. Now, before you say, Brad, let's not make this about race, golf knows it has a race problem. That's why it keeps turning Jordans into golf shoes. Please don't stop doing that. I just got my first pair of fives. And that's why the phrase, grow the game, has become this widely accepted term instead of, we're sorry for our sins of the past and we'll put forth minimal effort to reach minorities in the future. Minimal effort. Just getting warmed up. Okay, and then um, I think, you know, by the way, first of all, the, the, the wonderful coincidence of creating a Dear Golf video, I don't own it, right? I don't, there's nothing on, I was just stoked that there was more out there and that it was so meaningful. And, um, you know, I saw, uh, I think you saw Roger Steele posted something the other day about what can we do, right? More, we want more, uh, people of color across the board and especially in professional golf. Mm -hmm. What can we do? And it's almost like too big of a question to ask in some ways. And I think we're all thinking about it. But as I sat there and I was like, all right, I, I, I feel like there is an answer here. And it seemed like for me, the answer was more Roger Steele's, more, more Bradford's, more, more, more voices inviting people to the game. And, and it seemed like that to me has a potential to create more impact than, you know, like, like that's the beginning. That's like, that's the first line of defense. How do you feel about that? I mean, you're, you're, you're part of a, what I'm seeing now is like a wonderfully vibrant and growing community of all sorts of different types of people coming to the game with all sorts of different types of views. First of all, just as a, as a note there, like I've never heard someone talk about making a golf video and using a drag queen as a reference to their performance, which is, it, that's clearly what struck me. I'm Brad Frubel, so nice to meet you. <laughs> I, there, there will be lots of drag culture references in my, <laughs> in whatever I do going forward. So, <laughs> um, but I, I couldn't agree with you more that going to the source of the, of someone who's not invested, really, I'm not employed by the golf uh, world. I don't work for the PGA. I don't, you know, I don't have those ties yet. So in a way I can offer my unfiltered take and that breeds authenticity. I'm not afraid to, to say what I'm really thinking. Uh, I, cause I don't have much to lose. And in a way my message or Roger's message or anyone who's creating, you know, thought provoking content, people are gravitating toward it because no one is saying it. And I agree. We, we need voices like that who will tell it like it is. And the hope is that it'll bring about real change. So uh, go to Twitter, go to Instagram, go to TikTok, find out where these super creative people are mine them for ideas 
pay them. <laughs> and, and you'll start to see the landscape of golf change. I think that's true of any, any community, any sport, any thing that needs to hit the refresh button. We see it in, in basketball, see it in football. Like I've got a friend who's got a podcast who just off the strength of being Twitter famous, being somebody that everybody retweets that goes that somebody goes to for their their fresh basketball takes and then got a job working for Yahoo because he told it like it is and and wasn't Lejethra that's my man yeah yeah he's a good guy I play golf with him like twice a week oh that's great tell him tell him we talked (laughs) I will he's uh he, he is so enthusiastic about golf I hope the two of you meet one day we had a video call a while ago, um, and uh, yeah, he, he's he's a very good guy. Love you, John. I'm curious to know, um, how old are you and when did you get into golf? What age? I'm 31, started playing when I was 14. So in, in golf, ter- like, that's kind of late to the game, honestly, 14. I mean, it depends on who you ask. Very For me, true. that's early. I got, in, I got into golf a year ago, your age. I was 30. Okay. I'm curious to know, um, so you got 17 years in, um, a couple things have happened since you started playing golf, iPhone invented, smartphones invented, and um, social media invented. Um, I came to golf after, after social media w- existed, uh, but we were still figuring out what it was, and we still are. Um, what have you seen? What have you seen change since you started playing golf. I'm, I'm just curious to just what sticks out to you in your experience of time? Like, like what, what was it like? What happened and what's it like now? Technology uh, of clubs have, have gotten better. Technology of uh, keeping statistics have gotten better, but also people record too damn not too damn much on the golf course. Are you talking to me specifically? Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> you created quite a quite a platform for yourself, though. So that worked out for you. <laughs> um, in in a lot of ways, technology and social media have uh, exposed a lot of ugly truths about what happens on the golf course and and what happens behind those uh, those coveted private clubhouse doors. Um, for me, I, I played in college, so I played with guys who've been playing since they were five, six years old, who, you know, born and bred on the golf course, who aren't afraid to drive a golf cart into a pond because they know, you know, it'll be taken care of. But now that stuff gets recorded and put on the internet and it's embarrassing. It, it, it's, I don't understand how that, can you explain it to me? How is this a thing? How are people, why, why are people doing this? Uh, why are people what specifically? Destroying, destroying property on the golf course. Oh, oh. Uh, In a roundabout way, that's the answer to the question. It, it, social media has exposed people that like to destroy golf courses. Oh, you mean like uh, golf cart accidents and things like that? Are they accidents? If they're <laughs> intentional? If I, if, I, if I drive my golf cart into your back, yeah. <laughs> is that an accident? Well, look, I mean, golf is not uh, secluded from uh, the human race. Fact. And we are. We are. 
we are destined for failure, my guy. We are we are doing a lot of things wrong, not even including the golf, right? Like we're we're headed for some dismal future. Anyway, <laughs> dark, <laughs> darkness aside, yeah, I mean that exists on the golf course. It's like we're just. I don't know. What well, is that? Let, let me. I'll say this. I have been exposed to a completely new community via social media. I had no idea that there were this many young black golfers in the world. I had no idea. Something I would have never known without social media. I thought I was a like an outsider for being on the golf team in college. I was the only black one on my, on my golf team. I was the only black one at these tournaments I went to. I was the only black one when we traveled. I just thought like there's Tiger Woods, there's Charlie Sifford who I'd heard about. Um, and like my uncles, but no one my age for sure. I, Cause I didn't see anyone that looked like me at these places. I didn't see anyone that looked like me on TV. So finding Instagram, what like you click one hashtag and find 25 young black golfers. Like it, it's, and I've only been at this since December, really. So to, to be exposed to this many people who are like-minded and, and want to see change in the golf culture has been like one of the highlights of my adulthood, to be quite frank with you. Like it's been so nice to connect with and meet other people who are like-minded in golf. So thank you, social media. You describe something that, um, is, is one of the rare and maybe I'm being pessimistic positive attributes to social media. And I'm curious to know, like, what was that really like? You said you thought you were alone. I think that's what I heard. Yeah. What was that like? The, the alone part or, or this discovering there's a whole other community. Yeah, both. <laughs> um, I think it's not lonely, but you're as a black human in this country, you're aware that you're outnumbered almost everywhere you go. And there's nothing really I can do about that besides adapt and acclimate to that. Um, it, it's really no different in golf. Something I'm, I was used to, like, okay, it is what it is. You know, I'm, I'm in a, a sport that there aren't a whole lot of me. That's okay. It, I, I wouldn't say it's lonely, really, but, um, you know, what, what can you, what can you do about population, you know? Um, but in golf, finding community, finding other, a dude that reviews golf sneakers. What? That is that is combining two of my favorite things. You talking about Chris? I'm talking about Chris. Like he's great. Chris, he is, and he's so knowledgeable about just sneakers and like culture in general. Like that is a a, a well of ta like knowledge to just I could I could talk to him all day. 
um, combining two of my, two of my favorite, very favorite things. Um, and to know that that exists within golf is so cool to me. And then, you know, switching gears to Roger, somebody who is clearly very tech savvy and, you know, knows his way around a camera, knows, knows how to edit. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in LA, I'm an actor. I like editing and hip hop and like being funny, interesting to watch and listen to talk. Like, dude, you, you guys are my friends. <laughs> I feel like you're my friends. I feel like I've known you my whole life. Uh, discovering that has been so nice. And then discovering, uh, that people liked what I was talking about. People resonated with the things that came out of my brain. That's a trip. I was talking to my therapist about this and we, we started talking about it toward the end of our session. But I said, we could take a whole other session just talking about my innermost thoughts resonating with people. Cause that's a trip being, being vulnerable enough to just put it all out there and it resonating with people is crazy. You, you said, uh, you said something along the lines of, you know, they're like me. And, um, it struck me that, um, that's, that's really no small thing. And then in fact, that might be the thing, the, the, the life cornerstone right is is finding that and you said it before we started recording tribe um when 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 why is that so important and as as somebody who has had the experience of essentially having living without that uh within golf itself Mm -hmm. right you're you're walking around and where are the people like me well why 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 do i feel like I'm not, you know, whatever that feeling is, I, I can't, I can't say it. Yeah. Why, why is that so important? I think it's important for the same reason why when walking down a street, if I see another black person, we make eye contact, give a little nod. Wait, always? Always. It's a, it's an unsaid, unspoken thing amongst black people. Like, if I'm walking down Sunset Boulevard and I see a black person, I'm making eye contact with that person just to, just so we can make that connection. And almost as if to say, like, if anything goes down out here, I got you, bro. Like we, we here. Like I, I got you. You're, you're quite literally saying, I see you. Yes. And I, why does that, why does that make me want to cry? <laughs> Like, like that's literally what it is. It's a safety in numbers kind of thing, I guess. It's just, it's an unsaid, unspoken, my entire life. I've witnessed and participated in that kind of like social contract with other black people. And maybe I picked it up from my, my dad. Like <laughs> he also does this thing where, um, the other day 
I pulled up to a light and there was a homeless person, you know, with a sign and I, I had a dollar. I rarely carry cash, but I had a dollar and, and rolled down the window and gave it to him. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and my, <laughs> my girlfriend was like, all right, I've never heard you do that before. And I was like, I, I know that it just, it, it's just like a, it came out of me <laughs> like that. That's also a thing I've witnessed with, with black people. It's just like a, a word or a nod or a something that's just a connection. All right. I see you. Okay. All right. Now, brother. All right, sis. I see you. <laughs> it's, you know, I'm but, ready that, but you don't get that on the golf course. I think if, man, I, I go out of my way to do that on the golf course. I'll go out of my, if I, if I'm teeing off on one and these guys are finishing up on 18, group behind me, hold on. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go say hi to these guys real quick. What's going on, brother? Where are you from? Okay. Okay. I see you. You from KC? Okay. I got people in St. Louis. Okay. <laughs> Always. And do you, so, so within your, yeah, there, there's, there's something so key about, about, um, what you're talking about there, which is this sort of shared experience ultimately. And, you know, uh, we all, we all want it. Everybody wants it. And it's different for everybody, right? It's different for, um, it's different for somebody from a different place or different sexual orientation, different gender, different color. We all, we all want that. And I, and I think on some level we, we, we require it. Do you, do you think, I mean, is that, is that like, is that mandatory? I think so. I mean, if you, if you're in an unfamiliar territory, especially, you want to find something or someone that makes you feel safe, that makes you feel close to home in a way. Um, it, it, it could be the way someone dresses or the color of their hair or, you know, cultural anatomical features that, that let you know that, you know, you come from the same place. Uh, like if, if I'm at the Grove and I see a guy with like painted fingernails, I'm like, okay, he's my people. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 or, or like a, a guy with bleached hair. That's Love my it. people. <laughs> <laughs> we, we could get along. We could, and I bet you watch drag race. <laughs> I'm sure he does. <laughs> it's interesting because I mean, when you said, um, you know, when you're new to something, right? Like, like golf has this strange, like it's a, it's a, it's a tremendously long landing period of like, of like becoming familiar with the sport and the, uh, the culture and even just the fucking protocol of it. Like, like where, how many, where do I go to get the range balls? And then I, I can't hit a driver on the top, but then on the bottom and then, okay, now like I shouldn't hit now. Cause I'm going to, am I going to hit them? And all of these things, uh, you know, create this sort of strange like wall around golf that I, I don't believe anyone is saying we want to keep these people out or, or we don't we don't want this type of person playing or we prefer this or that. 
so so you right i mean there's are there any do you, when you go i play mostly public courses when you go to a public course there's no there's no one saying you know we'd prefer you didn't play today no nah, i don't i don't think it's active i think it's there so, but i, I don't it's think it's there. active yeah it's it's definitely there like it's it's in the air <laughs> it's in the air you can hear it you can hear it i can <laughs> hear it i can taste it like i don't know yeah so so um yeah yeah i mean it's just so interesting because i feel like a lot of people from all backgrounds come to golf and feel like outside so i could only imagine how you know it would be for i mean i had that experience but to say that I almost feel like literally I'm also telling myself to shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, I would never say that to you. Right, right. Not not, uh, not on record. Right. But, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, shut up, Eric. Right. Shut the fuck up. But, you know, I mean, but I think the human condition of feeling like an outsider is present amongst all of us. And it's the thing that we fear the most, right, is, is, uh, is being outcast. And I think I wonder how golf managed i wonder i wonder because because what i was getting at is earlier um how golf has changed right is 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 it even in just the last seven or eight months there has been a incredible shift in what i'm seeing and i'm talking i don't watch golf channel but i see snippets that come through social media and i'm like this is looking different yeah this is feeling different and i'm feeling like as terrible as some tragedies may be, and I'm referring to George Floyd's murder, it seemed to be for golf something really powerful. Do you? Am I? Am I off base? No, not at all. Um, I see more effort being put into um, diversifying, and. I understand that it's not an overnight thing. I understand that of the 30,000 or so uh, teaching professionals and, you know, 29 of them being people of color, I understand that cannot just change overnight. I understand. wrong, but that's 0.1%, right? Yeah, less than a percent. Just so everyone knew. Like keeping way score. less than a percent. Closer to no percent than one percent. <laughs> For those keeping score at home. Um, I understand that overnight there's not going to be, you know, programming on the Golf Channel that's, you know, four talking heads in golf that are all black people and giving you fresh content. Like, I, I understand that's not an overnight thing. Um, but I do see the effort. I do see promotion of creators and more exposure and highlight of golf's past. And it's really black history in golf is, is golf's history. Did you know that the, the person that created the wooden tee was a black man? I did. You did know that. I did. Not a whole lot of people know that. Like, it, it's it's golf it's golf history like before before black people were allowed on the course or in the clubhouse they were feeding you and carrying your bag and contributing 
to making this sport what it is. Um, and it's about time that I'm starting to see more pro like yesterday on the golf channel, they had like a little segment. It wasn't a full half hour block, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm getting into the programming. Right, right. They, they had a little commercial that I thought was cute. No, it was good. It was really informative actually and really well done. And I don't know that it, it, like this would have existed had unfortunately our brother George Floyd not been murdered. You know, I, I, I don't know if that would have happened. Maybe I would bet. No. Yeah. I would bet. No. Cause um, I've been here for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen much. I haven't seen much. Yeah. And, and I and, don't and know. Honestly, sorry to interrupt you, but George Floyd's, murder was maybe one of the most profound moments for me as a creator uh, in the world of golf because I felt like I was going to rip my face off when I felt like I was speaking into an echo chamber. Yeah. Uh, were you there? Were you, were you hearing that too? Yeah. I, I, I don't think was something like, recorded for all of us to see it's impossible you have to be a very special type of piece of crap to to be like yeah no like he did must have did something wrong though they exist um that was one for all of us to to that was a gut check for all of us um unfortunately it takes the subsequent movements to make waves and I, I don't know where that takes golf in the future. My hope is that we won't have to beat down doors. My hope is that in invitations are extended. Maybe, um, come consult on this piece of programming. We just need to be in the room for for decisions to be made like with uh with regard to how we're marketed to i've been on sets in la shooting golf commercials um i won't i won't drop names my nda is still uh still active but i i my role was a caddy in a golf commercial carrying a white guy's bag, you know, solid. And, and as an actor, you know, I'm happy to a thousand bucks. I'm happy to get it, you know, like, but someone needs to be in the room just to check the temperature. Hey guys, what do we think about making the golfer black? Anything. Hey, what, what do we think about changing this wording just a bit? Just, invite us into the room just so that everyone it's not so homogenous the thinking you need yeah. pushback you need you need other points of view and opinions like so that your your stuff doesn't come off tone deaf that's what i think i think that's the easiest thing we can do yeah aside from well, and i mean like caddying like like <laughs> Yeah, the, the the pipeline to introducing 
more black and brown people to golf, I think, is making it free for kids and teaching them how to caddy. Once they're, once they're on the grounds and they're caddying and meeting people, they're making connections, they're uh, expanding their network, they might learn some business skills, they might overhear a conversation. You know, like you're, you're in the room. And for so long, we've had to create our own situation. That's why the APGA exists. That's why brands like East Side Golf and Trap Golf exist. We've had to create our own because we haven't been invited. So imagine if, you know, like I, th this is uh, one, one of the funnier takes that I hear, you know, why isn't there a white entertainment television? Well, you know, white entertainment television, black entertainment television exists because there was no representation. So what do you want us to do? That's why the APGA exists. There, there was no representation on the PGA tour. So there literally had to be a separate tour created just for us. We can alleviate, we can eliminate that altogether if make it, you know, make it universal, make, make it so that everyone has a fair shake. We, uh, again, we started talking because we saw the, the Deer Golf film a few weeks ago. And, you know, we, we've been talking offline, obviously, about making some films with you, Bradford. We, 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 like, we like your vision there. I think, you know, it's a coincidence that this is um, February, uh, Black History Month. I'm, I'm curious to know, you said the word Black History before, and then you just, said, you just brought up the example of <laughs> one channel that is sort of devoted to, um, you know, the, the title. Uh, what, what do you think about Black History Month? What do you think? What do you think about how that, how that? Well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's the shortest month of the year. <laughs> 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 Even on a leap year, we get twenty nine days. Uh, I will let you deduce what that means in in terms of importance in American society and culture <laughs> what it, what message that sends but to be honest with you man i i've always had a positive experience from from all walks of life during black history month like it, it's nice to see people give a crap it's nice to see people putting energy and putting effort into learning and expanding their knowledge and I think in, in Deer Golf, you know, that was, a, that was my first, I came out the gate, like, if you have not transformed and, and you know, you, you, you're not expanding your knowledge, you're not trying, then, you know, I don't want you in my life. And fortunately, you know, as you, as you get older, you, you learn to make your circle smaller, you learn to prioritize people with like-minded vision. It's, it's a beautiful thing when the people around you care. Um, Black History Month has always been. I, I remember when I was a kid. <laughs> I don't know how much Nickelodeon you watch, but they they had this Hell campaign yeah. during during Black History Month that was like Black History, your history. Like I thought that <laughs> I thought that was so beautiful. Like yo, you're right. <laughs> like yeah. like we where would we be without peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, where would we be without the stoplight? You know, like what, what do you mean the stoplight? 
black man invented the the traffic light oh oh i didn't know that red green yellow you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) wait he he was like here are the colors i got it literally it's green is go i don't know that's amazing everyone must have been like whoa yeah i i i think that has just been like i think he just randomly arbitrarily chose those colors and we've just like as a society green means go yeah, because now when your phone rings, green means answer. Red right. means don't answer. For everything. Yeah. You have a black man to thank for that. You have a black... Red light. <laughs> green light. <laughs> um, I, I kind of got down into this, like, this nice, like, smoky register here. Yeah, you're going very white on me. Yeah. I like it. I have a question for you, actually. Why are you not doing more voice? So, like, you read your, your, your copy for, like, your uh, your partners, your sponsors, but... Yeah. Why are you, do you have any voiceover experience at all? I don't that, yet. That is a shame. Do you smoke cigarettes? <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> As he's covering his I mic. I have. Right? I have. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, why? You have, you have this nice, like, this is the Eric Andrews Lang show. Welcome <laughs> back. And we're, we're, I, I had this whole thing planned where I was going to try and like, just go like line for line with you and try and do an impression of you <laughs> because you like, it's not an understatement. Like your, your voice is so cool. It's like, so like, that. like, int- like you, you've seen some shit, man. <laughs> you can hear it. You yeah. can hear it. Um, I mean, that's, that's a compliment coming from you, Bradford. You have, you have also a voice with register. Um, I work as a, professional voiceover here in sunny Los Angeles. So if anyone out there needs some copy read, I'm your guy. You're complimenting my craft. If Will Arnett and (laughs) if Will Arnett was on the Eric Andrews Lang show, do you listen to his podcast? I don't, but I love, um, uh, uh, what's the horse, the horse, Bojack, Bojack horseman. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I love that. He's show. So good on that. So good. Um, <laughs> you also uh, has anyone ever done the the if two people had a baby would that's make, where I thought you were going. Yeah. Oh, I've I've got one for you. Okay. Go. If Cary Grant and Paul Walker had a baby, <laughs> it's you. It's me. It's you. you like well, I mean, I appreciate that. It, 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 the other thing is like how it's how well like your clothes fit. <laughs> like every time I watch a video, I'm like, dude, like, do you just have a tailor follow you everywhere you go? It's well, annoying. That, that is, it is that you have to get a tailor. You have to get a tailor. Well, sure. But, but like, also like, like your clothes just like they were made for you. I, I am lucky in that I am like, I'm five eleven and seven eighths and, for some reason, clothes just fit well. I don't. I got lucky. That's a sweet spot to be in. I have. I have hips. Like I have a big butt. <laughs> so like, like technically, like technically, my measurements are thirty two, thirty two. But like, I need a thirty three, bro. Yeah. Like quarantine yeah, you need has a 33 been with a with a hem hem in on the waist. Literally, I have like a twenty eight yeah. inch waist, and like yeah. it is stupid. I'm built like Meg the Stallion. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I mean, that's actually interesting. Like our our clothes 
who are who are golf clothes made for? That's a question. People with no butts. Yeah, they're not really they're they're yeah, that's true. Like my, my business flat. partner is six foot seven. And he can't buy golf clothes. Oh. He he has to go on Amazon and that's and they're actually great golf clothes on Amazon. I've kinda like scoping that out a little bit. Big and tall. I'm consider it be like you might go on Amazon and be like, Oh, this is it. Like this is my spot. <laughs> I, I I definitely need to play around with with different styles. The, I find that the jogger styles work yeah. best for me because they have the stretchiest material. They don't always last the longest. Like after a few washes, it's like okay, well, like these, like I can't really get the the funk out. <laughs> like yeah. they they're made of like I don't know what that material is, but they fit me better than like an average pair of like target golf pants. Yeah. I, just, I, I mean, have golf, a lot to account for. So, so who do you like to wear? Cause go, golf clothes are turn. That's my experience, right? Is golf clothes are changing. Golf rules are changing. Golf media is changing. It's like, I feel like we're at like, we've been the last whatever hundreds of years. We're just now we're hitting the top of the roller coaster. It really feels like, the the beauty of social media has has basically democratized the power of whatever it is we're doing and we can control it for sure and that's cool i think uh you know we're seeing more independent creators but also independent like clothing brands which is nice it'd be nice if they lowered their price points but um we will we will pay you what you're worth what well, what's a good <laughs> price what's it, what are you talking about like Man, for a golf shirt yeah for a go- i mean why why are we paying 95 dollars for a polo I agree. Why are we paying that much for a polo? I believe we have some polos on our site that are a little expensive, but that's those aren't those aren't the polos that I want to be remembered by <laughs> the, when I die. Yeah, those, I was not taking a shot that, at random. No, golf you club. should. I, we deserve some shots. <laughs> we deserve some shots. I mean, if you have a crate in the back there with uh, 33, 32 yeah. pair of slacks, <laughs> I like. But I, I like the stretchier, more casual look. Um, I, I'm, I I went out and played the other day just in a, like a Nike dry fit long sleeve shirt. And I thought that was amazing. Love, love the one. Like it it was so comfortable. Why are we hung up on the polo thing? Is it, I don't know. Can it just be reserved for private clubs and like let the public people just do whatever they want? Should we have like a, uh, should, should we have like a sit in? I think so. Just. Have everybody show up and be like, I'll give you 10 bucks to not wear a polo today. We're doing a, you know, we're doing a thing where we're trying to change this. Because I don't understand why. Why does the public course care what I wear? Why does a public course care what I wear? Why do you care? Yeah. And I, uh, I think that the, the, the hoodie ban, I think that was a targeted message. Wait, wait, you, you conspiracy? Yeah. I, I I do. <laughs> Wait, tell tell me more, because I saw it come up and down, and I was like, "Wow, this is a lot going on." It's interesting, also, because I, I think the hoodie movement had like a week. Yeah, like there was a week people were talking about hoodies, and then it just nobody's talking about it anymore. Like, who killed it? Who killed the hoodie movement? They're like, stop talking about the hoodies, right? Like, I I want it to come back, uh, but but I think I think the hoodie ban was like a very targeted thing at minorities because sometimes sometimes kids inner city 
inner city folks in general, sometimes a hoodie is their only outerwear. Some people don't have winter coats. Golf is an outdoor sport. Like if I'm going to be out in nature, I need to be comfortable. I need to be warm. Yeah. I might only have a hoodie. So you're telling me I can't come into your club is up? Yeah, so you're saying uh, it's public, but you got to buy a bunch of shit before you get in. And I'm sorry, but you can't you can't come in like that. You can buy what you need in the pro shop here, but right, you just we, can't do it like that. We have uh, these embroidered Griffith Park golf <laughs> polos here. <laughs> these Foot Joy polos. Now, but Griffith don't don't knock Griffith because I know that the dress code at Griffith is only two things: you have to wear pants and a glove. Is that true? I don't know. No, uh, <laughs> I, there was a there was a sign a long time ago that it was like it was like you have to wear because I think I went up to the front desk and I was like, what do I actually have to wear? Shoes. I was like, do I have to wear shoes? And they were like, no, you don't have to wear shoes. And I was like, do I have to wear a glove? And they were like, no. And then I think I was like, do I have to wear a shirt? And I think they were not even sure about that. The, the only thing you really have to wear at Griffith is pants. Okay. Reverse Winnie so, the Pooh. So I'd like to see this, Bradford. I'd like to see this video. <laughs> te- te- you know, you should make a series called Test the Dress Code. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would. I would love. I'm coming out. If you do that, wait till I get there. I would live because <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm someone who just like in my personal life, I'm against dress codes. Like, I think I alluded to it earlier, like I paint my fingernails, I dye my hair. Yeah. Like, I don't care. You're the Dennis Rodman of golf, Bradford. Wow. I'm putting that in my bio right now. You are, dude. Let's go. <laughs> let's let's lean into it. Um, I mean, I've, quarantine has been a fun time for me to experiment. I've gone blue. I've gone pink. I've gone white. Just I've, I've just been playing around uh, and having fun with what I come up with. What's the, what's the best response you get from uh, someone you don't know? Cisco. I'm like, I'm like, no, like, have you never seen Demolition Man? Like, it's been a minute. I don't know what the reference is. uh, Wesley Snipes. Oh, okay. I I forget his character's name. Golly, that's gonna, I'm gonna come back to that. But that, that's the, that was the, the first motivation for, for bleaching the hair. Like, I love Wesley Snipes. He's one of my favorites. He is very good. Wait, wait. So, but not that it's, it's more Wesley Snipes than Dennis Rodman. More Wesley Snipes than Dennis Rodman. Demolition Man was, um, in my formative years, was one of my favorite movies. All right, I gotta, I'll watch that tonight because it's, it's, it. it's been a hot minute. <laughs> Is that like an obscure movie reference? Is it kind of out there? I don't think so. I mean, I think it's just, you know, there's a, there's a line in my life that's ever changing and getting closer to now which is that basically everything that happened before that line is just deleted history deleted cash i love it deleted (laughs) i have a question that i feel like no one's ever asked you yeah the answer is yes okay (laughs) what's what's your favorite song that you're afraid to admit that you like oh i don't have any i'll go first it's okay (laughs) you know the song by iggy azalea yeah. I'm so fancy. I love that song. Yeah. I like that one. I don't know it as well. Like, I, I'm of no problem admitting that I like wide open spaces, but I think we're already kind of past that. Like, honestly, the thing, one of the songs I like is, um, I think it's Ariana Grande. Uh huh. I'm going to see if I can play it. Let's see. I got it in here. I'm it, a big fan. Yeah. I mean, she's amazing. 
She has a, a thing on Netflix, like a, a compilation of her live shows. Really, really cool. Little behind the scenes, backstage action. Okay. I love when I learn about like my favorite artists like that. I love that. Where is it, Bradford? I thought I had it here. Because sometimes when you go on Spotify, you can, um, uh, you can like. Oh, here maybe it is. Is this an ad right now? Are we? Are we <laughs> in the middle of an ad? I don't think Ariana is uh, supporting the podcast personally. No, I meant Spotify. Join Spotify now for oh, three months free. Use great. your code EAL. Brady's <laughs> working on that. <laughs> Where would it be? I want to know the song now. I thought it was. I can I run off a few. Look, I thought, yeah, go ahead. No. No. Um, best of. I thought, oh, here we go. Here we go. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh. Yeah. But the truth is, as I listen to it now, I'm like, I would blast this coming into the course. Do you know what I play going, going to the course? What? Uh, trap music. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Right? Uh. This is so good. Uh. This actually... These are a few of my favorite things. Sound familiar? Wait, why? It's like, it's, sound familiar? it's like a Christmas jingle. Is that... Oh, these are... These are a few of my favorite things. My favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> there's, also, there's also a version in American Sign Language of this, video, this music video, a shot-by-shot, frame-by-frame American Sign Language video. Mad respect. Yeah, uh, produced by Niall DeMarco, and I—I okay, I don't know who that is. He's um he's a he's a model, deaf model, and like he's he's kind of like the poster boy for American Sign Language right now. He's he's producing a ton of stuff, and I I have like a I don't, I don't say a friendship. We are we know each other because we went to the same gym. Um, cool. But he I started reintroducing myself to asl after i met him that's amazing i'm, I'm trying so to get he, better does he read your lips mostly then um in the gym sometimes we're like moving pretty quick so he'll just like pull up an app and we'll just like text each other oh okay. there, there are some things that i could communicate with him but it's much quicker just to type and i don't always want to rely on that so i've i've I, I download this app called Sign School, and it gives you a, a different word every day. Like today, so my word was turtle. 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 What is what is golf? I thought I knew what what golf is. Just two hands, the motion. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like oh, that is so cool, man. Yeah, I'm expanding my knowledge every day. Trying. <laughs> you know, it kind of, it kind of, um, you know, in a subtle way. Um, no, no. You know, I think I think I'm just really excited, right? Because I feel like do, do you believe I feel like I feel like you have a worldview where you believe that what you look at is what you create. You know, so some it's like manifestation. Like like I'm going to shine my light on this and that is what I'm going to see and it's and it's a good thing. Is that is that true or or is it different for you? Yeah, I'm I'm very into manifestation um, in a way that oftentimes gets me into trouble. Like <laughs> what you've manifested negative things <laughs> more like <laughs> more like 
in in the back of my mind, I see myself being like the Tyler Perry of golf. I want my name on everything. I want to create everything. I want to build my own golf course. I want to have my own apparel line. I want to make my own golf clubs. Like I, I want to do it all. And not much knocks me off of that trajectory. Like if I'm maybe short on, on, on rent, you know, going into March or like if I get into an argument or disagreement with my partner, like, like nothing is going to knock me off of that. And sometimes that gets me into trouble. Cause like, I, I don't think she'll mind me mentioning this, but like sometimes like something that bothers my girlfriend will not bother me. And she's okay. like, well, like, like you're so frustrating. Why are you not upset by this? Like, and I'm like, ah, I, I am. It's not that I'm not upset. I am upset, but not enough. Like I, nothing is going to stop me from what I see for myself. And that that's honestly, it's a product of my, my family, my upbringing, people praying for me, people like speaking life into me and uplifting me and, and, and positive messages, you know, from, from my childhood, like literally that's how I was raised. Like you, you see it, you believe it, you set your intentions toward that thing. What can go wrong? Yeah, that's definitely like a instilled at birth thing. You you kind of <clears throat> you kind of have to have that uh it's uh, in any golf scenario, but especially coming in as an outsider or essentially like essentially as not as being underrepresented already from from day 1. You golf is such a um you know, again, it just I just go back to this high wall and the wall is you know, part of it is hoodies and, you know, ex financial exclusion. Part of it is just the complicated training. Part of it is just feeling underrepresented. Part of it is all, all of these things kind of conspire together. Part of it is just a fucking difficult game. Yo. Like, it's so hard. It's so hard. Why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> it's crazy. I ask myself that no less than three times around. And you're good. I mean, we have to play together first for you to. <laughs> now, I saw your swing. I seen your swing. And if you've been playing this long, I mean, you know, you, you got to have some chops. What, what do you what's your what's your ability right now? What are you looking for? A good round? Uh, a good round for me, like a, like an average, like I can expect to go out and shoot 85 right now. That's and feel good about it. And a good round is like 81 or like scaring 80. Right. Like like a really good round is like low 80s. Like, yeah, that's what I'm like dialed and I don't know where it came from. Like, whoa, what? Well, how did I just shoot an 80 today? I wasn't even trying. And you're like coming down the stretch and you're like, stop talking to me. Stop talking to me. Turn the phone right. off. Stop talking to me. Uh, I got to do exactly what I've been doing. In a way, like I, I invite the chaos though a little bit on the golf course. Okay. Like, what does that mean? How does that manifest? Uh, Truly's white claws and <laughs> uh, a charged up Bluetooth speaker. Like I think you say charged up jewel. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my head went. Vibes, I believe, is what the, the term the kids are the kids are calling it. Vibes. You need vibes. So so and the and the music of choice currently is trapped. Yeah, currently is trapped. That's that's um 
in a way. It's yeah, kind of like my middle finger to golf, you know? <laughs> it it needs that. It needs that. Like as le- like speaker on 10, speaker on 1,000. Yeah. Playing Travis and Gunna and Future, like blasting. Yeah. I'm shooting an 81 that day. Um, but I want to see that. I want to, I want to, we got to, I got to come out, man. Like, it, so where do you live in LA? West Hollywood. I'm, I'm not far oh, from, home. I'm not far from Griffith. Like I'll, I'll where, play. Where in WeHo? Uh, you know where the, uh, guitar center is off sunset? Yeah. Like right over there. Yeah. So let me see. That's like, uh, sunset and yeah. Nike, like near orange. Near Gardner. Near Gardner. Yeah. yeah. I like that spot. Right near Runyon. Yes. Like straight I lived shot. I in Laurel Canyon for years. Okay. Yeah. But that's a difficult bike ride. Oh, I mean, I didn't even think you could allow to ride bikes up there. Like, it's so dangerous. It's so, so you're a cyclist? Uh, I have a road bike. Funny story okay. about my road bike. Um, my lady and I, we got our bikes back in April, right after everything was shut down. And in May. Hot commodity. Oh, yeah. It was. It you was, couldn't get a bike. We had to, we had to order it, this little bike yeah. shop on La Brea. And um, in May, I flipped over my front handlebars and broke my left wrist. So oh, no. <laughs> from May to like August, I was in a I was in a soft cast. <laughs> Wait, has that affected your golf game? It did. I didn't I didn't pick up a club that entire time. Um, and I you know I've, I've been fortunate to work on golf campaigns, and I have a an agent who sole job is getting me golf commercials. Amazing. I, I, in that, in that time, I had been sent a few commercials and I was like, girl, I can't even pick up a club. I can't do it. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I know this, this fits, I fit the specs perfectly, but I can't. This is me. It's me. I can't do it. How how funny would it be if you broke your wrist and then you like came back and all of a sudden you had some like kind of above normal like ability and all of a sudden you could hit these like, all of a sudden your shot shape changed. Rookie of the year. Remember that movie? Rookie of the Year. Yes, <laughs> that's what it was. That's the movie. Yes. I was like, this happened in a movie. Yes, it did. Or we could write it. We could <laughs> We could do that. We could you make know, a golf. I, I've written a couple of movies, actually, Brad. Same. Should we... They're, they're not about golf, though. Have you written any golf movies? No. Nothing I've written has been golf-related whatsoever. Look, dude, the thing is, it'd be hard to make a banging golf movie. It would be. It'd be expensive. Why? Wait, why expensive? I mean, unless you're going gorilla and just you know taking out the cannon between shots and trying to get as much on the on the course as possible like i don't know how much you know renting out a golf course would be to shoot on it it's not the cheapest yeah you would know we do we what my whole life is pretty much gorilla like the thing i'm ready for at some point in every day is uh sir you can't do that here oh i love it yeah i chased that as a kid in what kind of projects just like being a kid, like I remember just everything. <laughs> I remember just my entire being literally just just running around, um, like Walmart, for example. And well, I, I can't I can't say the name of the game that we played, but it's 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 like the the Why penis game. It? It's like the penis game. What's the penis game? The penis game is like who you can, can say penis. You can say who can say penis louder. Before, oh, before, in a store. In a store before getting in trouble. I want to play this game. Yeah. We, <laughs> I feel like I'd be pretty good at it. Mandy's sleeping right now. 
could you imagine if she... <laughs> Did I dream that? Were you and Eric Anders Lang shouting penis at each other? Yeah, I had this dream. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you could definitely fuck with some people. For sure. My neighbors would not. It'd be fun to play it at a private club. Oh, my God. It'd be really fun to go into, like, um, Pelican Hill. Have you ever been down there? I have a friend that works there. No shit. Yeah. In the, like, the like tourism. Do you get art. to play? I've never played. You got to play it. You got to invite me. It's. I mean, I I got to get invited. But, I mean, well, I think it's, is it members only now? Or they opened up? I can't remember. It's semi-private, whatever. And uh, it'd be the perfect spot because it's all just, like, it's just the typical. Yes. Just rolling in Orange County, you know. I long to um, piss those people off. You you do you you have a uh, you have an instigator in you. I do. I don't you know do. when that started. To be honest with you, it just like it, it all boiled over at some point, and now I'm the being that stands before you. My instigator has. Um, I don't know. He he was very very vocal. And then just, I don't know what happened to him, but maybe my 40th birthday is tomorrow. Is that a fact? Yeah. What are we doing? So what? I don't even know, dude. I mean, I think I'm going to play some golf. That's, that's all I got on the agenda. Solid. I don't know. I mean, you know, we just got back from a trip, so there's not, I don't know. Like, honestly, I'd love to fly to California. That would be my dream. But it seems like maybe just now is not the right time for a lot of reasons. You know, cases are insane. You got out you here. got a couple cases out there. Just a just a one or two. There's um right at the top of our street, Aroma Cafe on Sunset. Yeah. It is yeah, a where all the Armenians hang out. Yes, we we joke. You we don't even joke. need to smoke a cigarette there; they'll smoke it for you. Yes, they, they literally their cigarette yeah. will smoke you. <laughs> so good, I love that place. They, <laughs> I went one time. They're super rude to me, and I'll never go back. And I can walk there. Oh no, yeah. Um, but we we walk past there to to get to the. You know, rock and roll Ralphs and we'll, we'll jokingly be like, that's ground zero. It's that, that is the hotbed <laughs> of where it happened. Coronavirus was invented here yeah. at Aroma Cafe. It, I mean, Aroma, the name is COVID like that. That's it, COVID. It has to do with Aroma. Right. I can smell myself <laughs> getting coronavirus when I walk past that place. Double mask, triple masked up when I walk past there. Are you going double? Oh Yeah. Any, anytime I, like I enter double. a store, I, I go double. Yeah. Only, I like the way double feels on my face. I have yet to find the perfect mask. It Like, I, I don't know where to, who makes it, who makes it. I, I got know. mine on Amazon. So I do, I do one mask that's just around the ears, but then I, I have this fear that the around the ear mask is going to make my ears pop out in the long term. Oh yeah. So it's kind of a fear of you mine. You got to get the, 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 the adjustable ear loop. You got to get, oh. and my, my head is lopsided. Like my, my right side comes up a little higher than my left. So I, I would never need know. the adjustable. Yeah. Like the fixed like cotton thing definitely gives me some some bow edge here. Yeah. Yeah, you, you don't want that. You want the ears. You don't you don't want any long-term ear damage. Right. It's like uh and I wouldn't know, but it's like uh how, you know, women women describe wearing a hair tie for too long. Like it just oh, yeah. it's just like a like a pinch. It's got to hurt your head. For sure. Have you ever had that where you've worn like a winter hat and then it like hurts your hair follicles. I have that when I 
uh, if I if I sleep, my hair's if my hair is a little too long and I go to sleep without my do rag on. Okay, there's a lot of compression. There's a lot of <laughs> that's the closest. If you don't wear the do rag, what happens? Um, it, it, I mean, the the it, follicles just kind of do their own thing sometimes. Though I take really good care of my hair, so my hair doesn't break. I mean, some other people's hair breaks, but you got to work hair. on it. Oh yeah, got to moisturize. This doesn't, this doesn't come for free. No, this is You're working. In a way, it's kind of beautiful, right? Like my hair is 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 it, it, it reacts to different weather patterns. It breathes. It it breaks. It shrinks. In a way, it, it, it needs to be nurtured. It's like this thing that's like a that needs tender love and care, and it's kind of beautiful. It's kind of like an oyster; like it has feelings. Absolutely, it does. Like a, like a cow. Yeah, yeah. It's its own little organism. Yeah. Did I call my hair a cow? I did. You can I mean, you know, I love cows. This is um. So back to the subject. <laughs> I'm kind of. <laughs> this How has did been, we get this here? Is, this was a this was relevant. Um. I, I, you know, you, you, um, as we talk about all of these things, you know, uh, personality, right. Is what I'm hearing overall. Like your personality is, is vibrant and it's, and it's attractive. And, uh, you seem to have found a, a, a way to do what I feel like is hard for a lot of people, which is to be yourself. Um, and I'm, and I'm curious to know like what that path was like for you. A uh, wise person once told me to be yourself because everybody else is taken. <laughs> I, like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, man, I have to. Oof, my my family, the the ones who've supported me and and uplifted me and encouraged me to listen to the inner voice. Um. It, it, it's, it's been a long road to get here. Like I was not always this personable and outspoken. Um, I was, I was pretty shy and insecure as a kid. So uh, aside from making fun of my teeth, doing impressions of my teachers and, and coaches, you know, I, I kind of bottled a lot of that stuff up, hmm. but golf was why? Uh, because I was raised Christian. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, I was taught that, uh, sometimes my, my urges were sinful. Hmm. That's a, Jesus was like, you know, Bradford, I'd kind of prefer you like this. Yeah. You know, you know, Bradford, maybe you shouldn't intentionally try and fart in the middle of the sermon. Oh, but, but Jesus, it's so funny. It's aren't those and the my, best. My religion is laughter. Aren't those the best laughs? Like the, oh, the laughs so where you should not be laughing. It's very true. Like in the middle of the SATs. Like. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so good. Or just, no I mean, one's going to stop a terrible laughing. Class clown. I feel like you were a class clown too. I was, I was very low key with it. Like I, I'll never forget my last day of, was it sophomore year? Um, Napoleon Dynamite had come out and there was a kid who wore uh, the the boots that Napoleon dances in at the, that yeah. that scene. He wore those to school, 
and I went to a Catholic school, so we had a uniform, we had dress code shoes. So it was already hilarious that he was wearing boots. So I asked to wear them and I was just in the back, like recreating, recreating the scene, like doing the dance. And I did this kick and I kicked the boot, I flung the boot up and it broke one of the ceiling tiles. And oh, gosh, and my math teacher was horrified. I'll never forget the look on her face. She was horrified and said, that's coming out of your pocket. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, that was the last time I saw her. I, I hope she's okay. Wait, what do you mean? What happened to her? I don't know. I think I hope she retired. I hope it just means she's living in Florida somewhere. Yeah. I hope so. Why Florida? Uh, I guess where people go to retire. Yeah. New Jersey, okay. Florida. Uh, yeah, there's a connection. In a lot of ways are the same place. So wait though, but the, uh, the, um, yeah, being yourself though, like, like that's not the easiest trip. No, it's not. Um, especially when yourself is, I guess, may I say weird. Yeah. You're weird. Yeah. I love it. I, I love, I love the weird side of me and I love that I'm with someone that loves the weird side of me that that's really the the biggest thing if i didn't have mandy to like hype me up <laughs> i don't know i don't know if i take chances putting my stuff out well you need that i mean you need to feel safe in order to venture out for sure i find that sometimes i don't feel safe um and it's because i need a girlfriend no <laughs> that is, it's not there's nothing to do with that what, but what was her name no, on, but I mean, on the on peloton yeah <laughs> Ayo. <laughs> uh, we'll save busted. that for offline. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, uh, um, you need that. You, you need to have someone in your corner, you know? For sure. Um, she's just as weird as I am, though. Let me not front. Like, I'm the weird one. She's weird, too. <laughs> we have this thing where, I, like, I, I just discovered that other people were weird. Recently? TikTok. Being on TikTok, oh. I've, I've discovered that there's a whole world of weird people out there who like do voices and like have inside jokes with their partners and like, like bite their toenails and like do weird stuff like that. Like I did not know people were weird. Yeah. What, what's what's your the, weird thing? What's my weird thing? Yeah. What's like, oh, I mean, I'm into death. What? Big time, big time, fucking focus on death all like the time. Like, you have the punch card for the Hollywood Death Museum? No, I'm not like goth. It's more like, it's more like, uh, I just frequently think that this could be my last day on earth. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. No, no, I think de death is the, death is my favorite subject. Not to talk about, really, but just to think about. Just to think about, like, your own demise. Well, yeah, I mean, Your it's own mortality. Like, yeah, it's not like I'm a careful person. I think you can observe that. I, I'm pretty messy, actually. Um, but like, I think always that that death is really just—it's not even a tissue paper away. That's a fact. Yeah. So like, if I'm in the car, I just I just fantasize about you know if I'm on a high overpass, I, just, I could easily just flip over this thing. Not even not even my own fault. Like it like the tire could pop. I could hit a rock. Someone could hit me. There could be someone. I mean, you know what I mean? Like the plane, everything yeah. I just think of as some type of mere minor failure away. And then, yeah. Have you always been like that? Like death has always been like this thing for you? 
No, it was only when I started to actually care about my life. That's so interesting. <laughs> How crazy is it that we're just like entrusted to drive these like giant two ton steel metal death traps? Yeah, we have no, I actually saw this meme the other day. It was like, um, it was like two pilots in the cockpit and they're like, dang, it's been a minute. <laughs> God, and I was just like, <laughs> that's so funny. But the, the reason why I was talking about the individuality is because I see that as obviously, obviously golf is misrepresented, underrepresented and not doing a great job of, of fulfilling what, you know, we at random golf club really, really feel like if you would approve the all are welcome message, right? How, how do we do that better? And you know, the truth is at the same time, there's a lot of public courses that just like, it's fine. It's no big deal. It's more of a visual thing, and you've said this, that pro golf, the PGA, all of these things. I'm curious to know, like, how much of this just falls under individuality and, like, celebration of differences and celebration of, like, the weird and, like, you know, um, you know, and other sports have probably had similar examples. But, you know, for me, watching Dennis Rodman as a kid was a big deal. You know, and I, and, and I feel like when I look at you, Bradford, I see that you have a possibility of like through your engaging personality, your wonderful voice Boy. and your, your, you know, your filmmaking talent, like, like there, you, there's the celebration of individuality that I think could be just a fucking well of fresh water for, for the community. And, and, and how does that fit into your experience? That's first, that's, that's high praise. <laughs> um, I, I, I think golf needs a personality shift. Like the, 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 the stuck stagnant, um, not personality, the stuck stagnant uh, air that golf gives off is off putting. I believe golf needs, wants, is desperate for a a, a PR shift, a, a shakeup, a somebody that's like, boom, f everything you know about golf, forget it, throw it out the window. Here's a dude with blonde hair and fingernail paint who could outdrive you, <laughs> and also respect the grounds crew and also respects the cart people and like and respects the game really like i have so much love and respect for this game like i'd be doing golf a service by being as weird and as boisterous as is as myself as i can be i i would be doing golf a, fa a, a lot of us could be doing golf a favor because I, I, I don't think I'm the only one. I think there are other weird people in golf who are just maybe a little reserved with their weirdness. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm 31. Like, I, I, I don't care. Like, I, I, I'm not afraid of like backlash or, or naysayers or hater, like whatever. I, it doesn't. That's 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 present. I can feel that you don't care, and that's just a wonderfully electric feeling. <laughs> did, did you? Because uh, a lot of people care. Was it evident when I hopped on the call at six thirty-one? Like, ah, he doesn't care. 
<laughs> no, 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 no. It was it was in the Deer Golf video. Like there was an eloquence and an irreverent respect for the game, and there was a there was also like a, um, you know, um, this is my message, and if you don't like it, feel free to change the channel. It's my show, not yours. Yeah, you know, you uh, have you gotten any fucked up DMs yet? No. Damn. I I wake just, up just wait. I wake up praying for a hater. Oh really? I wake up. I can send you a few. Pl- uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you got a a few from y- your message. What? It wasn't even that. Like, oh, you mean the charged? JT yeah, like it, it wasn't even that. Like, you didn't even say anything. <laughs> All you said was, "Let's not make golf the thing that people think it is." Who Thank has you. a problem with that? What what uh, in your a brain? Thousand people. What in your brain is like? Mm-mm, that I don't agree with that. What? People don't like change, and the truth is, they don't like they don't like individuality when they don't have that freedom. I believe, and the, and the truth is also like, let's remember, we're coming up on month eleven of locking down, no travel, everything's different. I haven't seen my parents in a year, whatever it is, right? I've been lucky enough to travel, but yeah, I mean, a lot of people are just like, I'm going crazy. Yeah. And I don't, I, I'm sure a lot of that is part of it too, but yeah, I mean, you're right. No, the, the, yeah. I, I wake up praying, about it. praying somebody comes at me sideways. I have a meme queued up waiting for for someone to, <laughs> to to push back on me like just just to, the meme is basically like you don't want this problem the, the it's comments like taken it's like liam neeson right like i have a unique set of skills <laughs> skills that make me a terror for people like you like you do not want this problem i have time I have the the pain, the trauma. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. I have the jokes. <laughs> like you do not want this problem. I will I'm petty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, am petty. I am petty. I will go yeah. on your Facebook and find out where you went to high school <laughs> and and copy and paste a a, a zoomed in photo of your thong flip flops <laughs> if you come at me sideways. Yeah, I mean, the, the bad news is, is I feel like you're not going to get any haters from this podcast. This is mostly people are going to be entertained. So. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think they are. I mean, I think I think I'm excited to continue the discussion with you, Bradford. It's been it's been entertaining to say the least. It's also been educational. So, um, I, I don't I don't know. I, I hate ending podcasts. I'll be honest with you. Me too. Um, I have one more question for you. Great, because I'm bad at goodbyes. <sighs> So just keep going. So I mentioned TikTok before. Um, there's this thing on TikTok. I don't even know if this is a question, but there is a anti-small, curly white dog movement happening really? right now. Like, like I didn't know this. People are um, snowball, snowball. Go yeah, ahead. right. Yeah, put make sure snowball <laughs> is <laughs> out of the room. <laughs> It's kind of just people like, y'all, those dogs are not cute. Like, let's all admit to ourselves that these crusty-eyed white dogs that hump our legs are not cute. 
And I'm not saying Snowball falls into that category, but I, I, I would like to put that out in the air that they're, they be aware that there's this movement. There's this, this school of thought out there. These tiny white, curly, crusty eyed salmon eating dogs are not very cute. Yeah, well, look, you know, um, Snow, Snowball, my, my response is, uh, you know, if we're in the debate club, Snowball is one of the earliest members of Random Golf Club. And by that, I mean, um, I walked into the pound and I said, I'm not going to pick this dog. He's going to pick me. And whoever is the first canine in this facility to make eye contact with me, I'm leaving with his ass. Right. And uh, I walked in. He fucking looked right at me as soon as the door opened. The bell jingled and he just was like, Rawr. <laughs> and I went to the lady and I said, this is the guy. And she said, how, how do you know? And I was like, I told her and she said, okay. And that was pretty much it. And so, you know, he's, he's pretty much resentful every day. I don't know. He's getting older, but the TikTok community he, will be less forgiving than I am. I actually, I hope he, to meet Snowball one day. Yeah. I mean, look, is he cute? His energy is, Debatable. his energy is wonderful. Um, is he attractive? Well, I mean, his breath smells it's one of the worst smells I've ever smelled. And he's starting to get old man bumps all over his body, you know? Okay. How old is he? Uh, he's 14. Okay. Snowball's going to live another 30 years. There's something about the those dogs. Like, yeah. they are he's indestructible. <laughs> yeah, he'll be like, he'll be like, beat, his heartbeat will be like one beat a minute, but he'll, I'll still like, I'll be like, I'm taking it to the vet, you know? And he'll just be like, fuck yeah, that. Yeah, I don't I think so. Just because you said that, I got two more years in me. I know a family that had an outside. I put this on on Instagram the other day. Like, who still has outside dogs? You know, those people that have outside dogs. Like, there's a like a feral dog. Yeah, like a dog that just like is no fun to be around. Like, do not no. bring this dog around children. Do not <laughs> like. Do not bring this dog inside of your warm home. I knew a dog that lived for 24 years as an outside dog. Like net a long time. Like winters in New Jersey. No way. Like outside. Yeah, that's that's a different life. That's he got the that, that he got the bad card. That dog has been in every kind of street fight, lived yeah. through every winter storm that's come through New Jersey. Like different level of immunity. An alien. It it really makes me think that Snowball should be more grateful. When I think when I hear that story, I'm Snowball's like, got a great life. He lives, you know, Austin, Texas is nice. Yeah. gets gets a little warm in the summers, but he hasn't spent a summer here yet. We got in in September, so okay, it's new. So, have you been to Austin recently? I was in Austin. Uh, we we road tripped for Thanksgiving this year. Uh, yeah, this pa- yeah this oh, past cool. year we did uh, uh, Arizona, New Mexico. Slept under the stars. Slept in a van, like. It was pretty dope, and then landed in Austin. One thing I wish I took back with me um, was the MLS team has a a, a dope jersey sponsored yeah. by Yeti on the front. Like I love Yeti products. Didn't know they were made in Austin, Texas. Cool, right? But I'm obsessed with that jersey. Next time I'm in town, I have to get it. Yeah, the black and green. It's so nice. It's a good look. It's so nice. That'd be dope on a golf course too, though. Like I would play Just, golf in a in a soccer jersey, and I could see you like p- people being like, "That's what's up," and then they try to do it, and they're like, "Oh, it's not what's up. It was Mm-mm. it it was what's up." Um, Bradford, thank you for thank you for joining the show, and I'm looking forward to 
you know, connecting in person and, you know, I want to see this um, dress code, test the dress code video with you and we'll figure some stuff out. We'll figure it um, out. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to doing more together and I appreciate your time, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been the honor of my lifetime to be on the Eric Anders Lang show <laughs> brought to you by Will Arnett. Brought to you by Yeti. Brought to you by Brady. And TikTok. And Snowball. Ha, 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 ha.